0: This weekend has seen, of course, the first official online New York Book Festival. Clearly it's been web connected before, but never to this extent. And clearly working very, very hard on the whole process uh, and doing reporting duties and such like is our very own Emma Street. How are you, Emma?
1: Yes, I'm very well, thank you.
0: Marvellous. How's it been going? What sort of things have you been doing and have you enjoyed the fact that you can enjoy the Newark Book Festival from your home in Lincoln uh, via the medium of the computer system?
1: Yeah, I've loved that. I haven't really been up to much lately, just working and then, uh, yeah, going to the Newark Book Festival events. I've managed to go to three this weekend.
0: Fantastic. So talk us through them. Tell us what they've been about. Give us your unambiguous, wonderful reviews.
1: Well, first off, I just want to say that the events... (laughs) <laughs> really easy to get into actually I was quite worried with new technology that I haven't used before um, but the reg- registration and everything was fairly simple um, so kudos to the team really for putting together a really great online system. Um, the first event I went to was the Crime Through the Ages one um, which had Nick Quantrill, Mick Finley, uh, Francis Brody, and Rod Reynolds there and I really like crime fiction, so it was really interesting for me uh, because they went through um, how they um, found the inspiration for their story or settings, how they came about their characters, uh, and they all had different settings, so there was like a 1920s Yorkshire, there was 1890s London and a contemporary London, so it was really interesting to see why they chose different time periods.
0: Um, now, we spoke to Nick Quantrell, I think, at, the, uh, at one, as one of our pre-festival interviews uh, and uh, based in Hull, of course. I think he was quite looking forward mm-hmm. to this because uh, his, cre- his creation uh, is based in the city of Hull. I think there was a trilogy of books. He's been working mm. through. Um, did you find that because Nick was obviously chairing this particular thing, did he manage to share it effectively with, within the, the system? Because I mean, we've just started running um, Zoom packages, Zoomers as I refer to them, with three four and, and more than one, kind of like the midweek drive, really, but obviously mm. different sort of separations. Um, and in fact, last week we were joined by um, uh, both Ben Lewis. Uh, and graham harper and richard fitzwilliams all on the same collective thing Wow, uh, very exciting uh, but how did you find that the the experience of obviously looking at this through a tv or oh, a, a, a computer monitor how did it actually work did you feel as though you still felt very much part of it
1: Oh, definitely. It it did feel like I was I was right there, as if, you know, we were all in, like, a big venue and we were all listening to the authors talk. Um, yeah, all the questions were distributed evenly amongst the authors, and there's a little comments box at the side, so at any point during the, the the discussion, you could put any thoughts in and any questions, and then they answered the questions at the end. Um, so, yeah, it see was, it, it was really well put together.
0: And, and did it inspire you to actually do some crime writing yourself, do you think? Well, I can do that when I'm in between my undergraduate work in uh, the University of Lincoln, my dissertation writing, my external work for that supermarket, which has five letters in, which you can't mention. (laughs) You know, I'll go for that one. Oh,
1: I don't know. I I think crime fiction, which is one of the things they explored as well, it's just quite, there's so many different parts to it, so many different genres. You've got your psychological thrillers, you've got your straight up crime books, your whodunits. It's it's, it's just so many elements and I, I just think it'd be too tricky for me to put together. Uh, yeah, I don't have that imagination. Obviously. Never give
0: up, Emma. Never surrender. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Let it let it happen. Uh, okay, so that was first. So I'm going to do this. I, I know it, some people have said, we can't do that. Marks out of 10 for that first event chaired by uh, Nick Quantrell, as you mentioned, and of course entitled Crime Through the Ages. Actually, the first event on Saturday, 11th of July. Uh, what would you actually give it?
1: Hmm. This is just personal for me, of course, of course, um I'll probably give that an eight, I think that's very high
0: yeah that's 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 all right that's that's fantastic okay, that's crammed through the ages. Where did you go to from there? uh
1: so next I went to the bronte two hundred one um. I thought it was basically. a race. Actually, I
0: thought you're gonna have the Bronte sisters, like the uh, <laughs> the, the, the American sort of five thousand, the the Cincinnati, the Indianapolis five hundred. I thought it was going to be a, a, a race. Really, surely <laughs> not. <laughs>
1: No, it was actually about a celebration that I didn't know was happening um, at the Bronte Parsonage. Um, so it's celebrating each individual sister, it's about like the 200 years, you know, after they were each born and everything. Um, and I had no idea it was happening. So I, I, I've learned quite a lot from um, from that session, actually. And they were all kind of discussing the Bronte sisters, the legacy, um and how important their works are and how we should be remembering them all individually really um and yeah Sarah
0: Bullimore asked me did I have a favorite Bronte sister uh, a favorite Bronte sister yes uh, and I think yeah. I, was, I was thinking Emily Charlotte said so do you have a favorite Bronte sister as a case of no they didn't write crime fiction so forget it
1: <laughs> I don't yet but I have come away from the session thinking I need to research more and I need to learn more about these sisters it's really inspired me um, to go away uh, especially as they spoke about Anne a lot as the kind of uh, maybe forgotten sister not a lot of people know about her and I've actually bought the book Agnes Grey because I've read Wuthering Heights I've read Jane Eyre but I haven't read Agnes Grey so I've bought that to read and I think once I've done a bit more research I'll, uh, I'll find out who my favorite sister is. That's my, that's now,
0: I've, my see, I've seen Sarah Bullimore's wonderful online postings with lots of cake, it would seem. She's had a lot of cake that's been going, around, <laughs> which, is, which is always great. and I must admit, this weekend I, I was unable to really attend, uh, even though you might say, well, you've got more than one computer, just use different screens. Ooh, uh, I was also supporting Louis Savvy uh, with his uh, first online um, um, concert from the East, uh, East London uh, Community Orchestra, which was, was oh, taking place, just... which, which was quite interesting. Plus, of course, standard midweek drive pre-records for Madrid Drive next week. But that's just yeah. excuses. In terms of the social buzz, how did you find that wearing your hat as a Signet PR person, as somebody who basically and oh she's not just Signet PR person, she's deputy vice chair of Signet PR. Yes. Might just step yeah. in at any time, you know? Or, you know. If uh if Becky falls slightly, you know, Rebecca does sort of fall slightly unwell, Emma will be there. Wash. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so Allowing for that, how did you find it from that perspective in terms of the social media? Because it is really another step on from what you normally used to with Signet where you're usually physically at the event and actually Mm. tweeting and commenting and interviewing and doing things on that basis as we've done with the location reports, etc. How was it, as I say, in terms of getting that social buzz, obviously from a distance?
1: You know, I, I thought it was really good. Um, I was on Twitter myself uh, while I was watching the sessions, tweeting my favourite moments and, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I got responses back from the festival pretty quickly, you know, retweeting and just replying, really saying that they're glad that I'm enjoying it. Um, so, yeah, I was quite impressed with their Twitter output. They were updating regularly mm-hmm. with their photos and some key quotes as well, because which is always quite impressive because when it's a live event and you're having to listen um, to what they're saying and then kind of capture the key quotes, it can be quite hard to memorise them on spot. Um, That's why I always find it quite admirable when people can do that because I'm not very good at remembering things very quickly <laughs> just,
0: just just record them down and make a, yeah. a, a, a or learn good. shorthand yeah. or use a recorder one of those two things yeah. will we'll work from there uh, so, so good news that i'm also thinking obviously slightly ahead and and uh, uh looking to see obviously what phil hamlin williams will be keen to find out because i know i was in mm-hmm. touch with uh, uh the lincoln book festival because clearly the, the experience you're actually having now can be rolled out and shared from that point of view in terms of best way forward which is which is fine yeah Bronte 200. Was there a winner? Was there a sister that emerged as, as being the most popular, or was it a case of we can't possibly choose?
1: Nah, no, can't possibly choose. I mean, one of the big themes that came through was that they're all um, they all obviously have their own personalities. And there was saying sale about how people are usually drawn to the sister um that's more like them personality wise with their traits and everything. So I, I've learned that Anne's quite moralistic apparently. Um, and I think it was Emily, um, especially because of Wither and Heist as well. You can tell through her work that she was quite, she felt with all her emotions um, and she could be quite wild, I think. So, so yeah, I think each... Each sister had their own personality, and I think that's why I'm, with the parsonage uh, celebration of the sisters, they cho- they did a whole year for each sister because it's just so much to uh, so much to explore. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, crime through the ages scored eight out of ten. What would you actually offer Bronte two hundred?
1: I'm going to give that a ten. I really, wow. really, really enjoyed it. I, I love take that history. crime
0: writers. I- <laughs>
1: I just classic literature I think is my, my favourite genre. I'm I'm a Jane Austen fan. Jane Austen's my my favourite author, but like I said, I I'm uh, willing to explore the Bronte sisters now.
0: So not so much pride and prejudice uh with uh, zombies, but pride and prejudice with crime writers, and that would be the ultimate sort of yeah. winner, I suppose. Yes, definitely. Okay. So that was as I say, yesterday, as far as we're recording this on the on the Sunday, uh three thirty on the Saturday. Where did you go to for your third event, Emma?
1: Yes yeah, so today I went to the gothic fiction panel um because that's another aspect that I'm, I'm really interested in I like the kind of all, all gothic and um, so these writers were it was actually really interesting they kind of went through the different like motifs different themes of like gothic um books so they looked at like supernatural and the grotesque um, cruelty romance aspects um, and they kind of discussed what what motifs and stuff like that were in their books um, It was really interesting as well with um, how the Gothic is kind of put into contemporary books because obviously it has to be changed and adapted, but also you want to make sure you don't fall into the pitfalls because everybody kind of knows what happens in a Gothic book. It has the same usual tendencies, the same plot lines. So it was quite interesting to see how they kind of found their niche with it and how they adapted it to make it different, to still keep the reader in like, you know, suspense um but yeah i, I found it pretty really interesting
0: of course we i always like to say they actually had four writers there because not only did you have riannon ward you also had sarah ward uh one of yeah. the same person of course uh jess kidd and francine toon uh, were the folk who were contributing to, to that side of things um some might say we're living in a kind of Gothic period now, with added technology in in certain ways. Mm. But that's perhaps for another debate and discussion. Uh, w- were there any conclusions that they drew upon, you know, other than saying that well, the Gothic will always be with us, and it's something which we, you know, clearly you might say. But surely it would be best, sort of, suited in in Lincoln with its Gothic architecture, mm. cathedrals, and so on. Although Newark can obviously add to that as well. Did they actually have any any particular thoughts on that, that they they raised?
1: Uh. Yeah, well, actually, there was there was someone uh, in the comments section who uh, said something very similar to that um, to what you said about how um, I think it was Angela Carter said something about how um, I can't remember what she said now. Something about gothic fiction. You know, gothic is always around. She wrote so Company <laughs>
0: with Wolves, so she's all right, is Angela. You yeah, know, go go Angela, go.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, somebody asked the authors basically whether they thought that you know 2020 was gothic, and um, they had some really interesting ideas about how you know the gothic tropes are just. They're always going to be around us, really, because it's, you know, it's about that kind of longing and and the grief, really. And um, it's a very emotional kind of genre, I think, really. I think so.
0: Yes, Sarah Ward did actually sort of correct me when I suggested. Correct me, just pointed out I hadn't obviously read her books. Uh, when uh, she was, I, I suggested she could actually set one of her uh, crime dramas actually in the gothic area of Whitby, and it apparently already been done. So that's okay, you know. It's, it's okay. Listen again <laughs> no to the interview. It's, it's 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 fine. Uh, but but yeah, there is that. There's that notion of sort of the goth as a fashion, as a fashion statement, mm-hmm. and actually you know, where you were looking goth, the kind of the cure, and so on, uh, and then uh, gothic as that sort of uh, more, I would say, baroque sort of aspect, but the sort of mm. the architectural sort of lines and the elements mm. that, that, that come within that, but still resonating, resonating with, within that whole field. Um, what would you give Gothic fiction out of turn?
1: i think i'll give gothic fiction i think i'll go for a nine because then that's a study
0: so that's that's me maybe... sorry crime writers you clearly have no. not sort no. of you know <laughs> maybe, it's, <laughs> maybe it's because they were they were first or, or uh, maybe it's because they were they were first out of the uh, the saturday segment really that so they, yeah. they was sort of a bit fresh from that point of view it was it was good to to find that um festival itself as you mentioned, seems to have been well coordinated, well structured. Yeah. From that thing, have you been in touch with Sarah? Has she been in touch with yourself, or has it been a case of no? We've just had email connections.
1: No, just email connections. Although I have been speaking to um, Lauren, Lauren Wood, um, who's obviously uh, helping out. Um, yes, now I've, I've been in touch with her, and we've been talking about the festival and how.
0: Volunteer how of well the happened. year, of course, Lauren Wood. So, yes. and and fellow Midweek Dry vet So all mm. good stuff there.
1: And great um, to be back in touch.
0: Well, exactly. So again, overall it seems as though it's been a success, which we knew it would be. I don't know why I'm sort of why well, there's any sort of question mark at all mm-hmm. in uk. If we were in a in a world where we can look forward twelve months and everything's back to where it was, I don't think it will be, but if we did, if we did actually have that, although what our Prime Minister says Would you prefer to be there in person? Because you've experienced both, obviously, with me. Would you you, you prefer to be there in person, or would you prefer it to be just online, or would you prefer a kind of blended approach of both for the book festival? That's
1: that's difficult. Um, Probably go for a a blended approach. You know, I think... um, I think there's always something completely different about about being there in person about feeling the atmosphere because i think that's what was missing from the online you don't kind of get the buzz the 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 atmosphere the same um but i think for some people you know i think it could broaden the reach slightly if you know there was a way to kind of live stream maybe the events um or do a a bit of a mix so that people who live further away from nowhere can can see the events but you know um but I think being in Newark and being in the nice little square and all that sort of stuff, and mm. all the stalls
0: up, yeah, there's something to be said so for that. It's, so it's a case of congratulations, guys, for producing an outstanding online book festival. Of course, there was the uh, uh, the, the, the uh, Carriages Cafe event with uh, uh, Leanne Moden, a wonderful soul, actually sort of ran between 1 and 3 p.m. on the Friday, 10th of July. Uh, excellent stuff from that point of view, but ideally we'd like to have some more physicality next year yeah. and actually have that so that experience in the real world. Well, we'll just have to wait and see, clearly, in yeah, terms I of what, what happens it. for that. Uh, did you manage to touch base with our other roving reporter who has yet to report in? So I don't know, what, what's happened with respect to that? Eloise Sheehan, has she been around? I have no, not, no. no well, <laughs>
1: I'm not, not in touch.
0: <laughs> well, maybe she's just working so hard she wasn't able to, to make it. But anyway, Emma, has mm-hmm. been fantastic connecting with your good self. Uh, great as ever. Well done. Uh, and I'm sure Thank that you. Sarah will rightly actually turn around and say what a wonderful... Reporter Emma Street Ooh. happens to be, and I'm pleased that I'm actually get through the entire thing without referring to yourself as Emma Stone, even though you look identical to Emma Stone. Kind of <laughs> I get it I'm a awesome. lot. I get it yeah, a exactly.
1: lot. <laughs> yeah, you exactly.
0: Know, there's Emma S, Emma Street, etc. Nor indeed mention the fact that you're probably keen to actually find out how Arsenal are doing at present. But that's by the way Oh yeah.